I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, cool. Right, shall we start? Yeah, let's give this a go. Okay, ready? Three, two, oh, wait, I'm getting a dry throat. Okay, ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. Welcome to Don't Mock My Accent, the show where we work through our lives as expats and everything in between, one day at a time. This podcast is designed by expats for expats. Our goal is to build a community for people living away from their home country, a place they can come to for advice, support, and above all else, a home away from home. A lot of laughs and shenanigans to be expected. In this episode, we're going to give you a rundown on why we moved overseas dive into our cultural difference of the week and give you a chance to get to know us a little bit more. Woo! So excited about this, Lauren. Me too, Anna. I think this is going to be something I can just feel it in my waters. I know, feel it in my waters overseas. (laughs) That was very, um, what's the word? That was very symbolic. Very symbolic. I feel like it was very appropriate to say it. (laughs) No, I loved it. I loved it. No, I'm excited about this, you know. I feel like we've been talking about it for a little while and here we are. Way too long we've been speaking about this. I'm glad it's finally happening. Me too, me too. Um, So I thought, I mean, we thought we'd start off today maybe speaking about how we know each other, how this Mm -hmm. came about, like what are these random girls doing in in our ears right now? Well, do you want to take it away and and start the, the story of a lifetime? Oh, I guess I can. You're probably going to have to correct me because I suffer from memory loss a lot. Oh, literally. I, no, please. Okay. Obviously, this story is going to be very, very incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do the condensed version first, though. <laughs> yeah. So basically, for those who do not know us, um, I'm Lauren and Anna is on the other end of the... <laughs> Hi, I'm Anna. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Um, So basically, we've known each other since 2014. Is that correct, Anna? Oh, God, I think so. The first year of university. Oh, those were the days. Those (laughs) were the days, man. I miss not having any adult responsibility. It was a great time to be alive. And then we were both back in Brisbane for like a year and a half, two years. We didn't really see each other. Like we ne- we did not see each other ever, like ever. at all. So it was just like one of those things that we just kind of put, like got on with our lives a little bit. And then when I moved, I moved to London in 2018 and living my life. And then Anna, you moved here in 20, 
19. Mm. And then we reconnected beginning of last year and it just, it felt like no time had passed, really. I, I know. It's crazy how it goes on. I'd love to tell that story and uh, another time about how we reconnected and how it took us a few months to even meet up in the first place, which blows my mind because I feel now yeah. that you are my number one support person yeah. <laughs> in London and I just can't imagine being here without you. And now we just get to talk about it on a podcast. Honestly. And, like, I'm the exact same way. Like, it's so funny how I've lived, like, two years of my life or, like, a year and a half of my life without having Anna in London. And yet as soon as we kind of reconnected, she literally became, like, you literally became like my bride or die in London. So I know, I know. <laughs> so it's just so crazy how everything just kind of swung around in a nice little circle there. Yeah, and now we're here, and I think that's why we wanted to start this together because I just think that no one else can understand the experience of living overseas other than people who've done it or are doing it. Um, and it is a very intense situation. It's especially at the moment with lockdown, especially with what we've had to go through here in the UK and. I'm sure people who are living in other countries feel the same way, being disconnected from from Australia. Um, so, yeah, so that's sort of what we wanted to speak about because, you know, you, you don't know until you're doing it. No one For can sure. relate until you're doing it. And I think it's so important to talk about and, and make sure that there is a good community and a good support group around you. And that's what me and Lauren are here for. So if you don't exactly. have anyone yet, you, you haven't met any friends, you don't have a support group and you've just moved overseas, don't worry. We've got you. We're here for We've you. We've got you. It's we so true. Yeah. And it's also one of those things where we just, re- like, we recall when we first moved overseas, like, all the questions that we had and all the things that we were just trying to search and like search for and try to find things out and figure everything out. But it's there's no one place to go to. So we wanted to kind of create that community that people can come to and for any advice that they needed or just to like find out information about, you know, how to, I guess, take the step into moving overseas. And it's just such a it is such a big deal. It does, Sometimes it doesn't seem like it, but it is such a big deal to move overseas and leave everything that you're familiar with back Mm -hmm. home and come over. So we wanted to, yeah, we wanted to just start and offer our experiences, I guess. Yeah. It's very daunting. We, we can relate. It's very daunting, but we're here for you. Welcome to Don't Mock My Accent. We're really excited to have you here. We're really excited to start building a community and making new friends all over the world, not just from London. So we really hope you enjoy this episode as our first episode and beyond. All right, so now time to kind of get into the expat world a bit more. So why we wanted to take the opportunity for the because this is our first episode and everyone is still getting to know us a bit so we wanted to start this off by explaining uh why we decided to move over here why we decided to take the leap to leave sunny old brisbane and move to rainy old london um and also just give you a really quick outline on like the visas that we're both on which in later episodes we'll talk about the ins and outs of them a bit more and kind of go through a bit more of the application process. But we wanted to make this uh, first episode just more of an introduction. So, Anna, do you want to kick us off? Why did you decide to move to London? Yeah, I mean, it's a good one. I, you know, I quite, I find that question quite funny when you say that because if you're an expat, you'll know that that question gets asked to you 
on a daily basis, particularly yeah. if you're in a situation of, of new people you're meeting, uh, particularly if you're from the UK, uh, the first question they ask you is, why did you move here to England? Like Australia is amazing and it's sunny and it's beautiful. Why would you want to move here? Why would you move from the heat and the warmth to the uh, cold and the rainy? And you just have to keep going with it. And I think all of us have a generic answer, but I, I'll try and give you a, a much better lowdown on on the on this show. Um, so I've always wanted to move to London. I don't ever remember a time that I felt like I didn't want to live overseas, particularly in the UK. It was always going to be Europe for me. And I think because I felt like, England and like the UK they obviously spoke English so I felt like that was the place I could be most comfortable living being able to travel Europe um, and do all these sorts of things so I remember I think the earliest memory of me wanting to move would probably be like I was 16 in grade 10 to be honest I was obsessed with One Direction so that definitely <laughs> I know that sounds really ridiculous but it's true I mean I was obsessed with them I was obsessed with London it's the only place I wanted to go um so yeah went through high school and mum and dad said to us one day oh we're, we're, we're going to travel to Europe and we're going to London and I think I like cried my eyes out a million times and that was sort of the first taste I had of the UK and of London and of course when you're a tourist it looks amazing mm. um, it's bright and shiny and beautiful with like the terrace houses the white terrace houses and the big red buses and all of that so so it was definitely a goal for me I went to uni, did all that, left uni, went straight into a job in the travel world. And that was incredible because that gave me a lot of opportunities to travel. I've been to a lot of places, you know, for work. I got to experience things that no one else had. Been to Europe multiple times. Um, I got about, I'd say, a year into that job. And I sort of started to get itchy feet because I knew moving to the UK was something I wanted. I just wasn't ready at the time. I was, I felt too, too young. Yeah. Um, I was about 21 when I really got into that job and yeah, I just, I just couldn't, couldn't do it at that time. So, um, yeah. So basically when I was 22, my birthday's in March, I kind of said to myself, right, I think I'm, I'm ready to do this. I'm not going to jump into this quickly. I didn't have much money at the time. I was going partying every weekend, spending my money, <laughs> like, you know, traveling, you know, it's, it's true. I was, yeah. I had no money. Um, and it's not hard to spend your money in Australia because no. everything is so bloody expensive. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I said to myself, right, I'm going to do this. I'm actually going to do this. It was absolutely terrifying, but I made the decision and I gave myself one year. So at my old job, I always said that it was a financial year. I lived off the financial year. It wasn't ever like January <laughs> to December. It was always June 30 or July 1st to June 30. So I said, right, I'm going to move to the UK right after the financial year. Yeah. So I gave myself a year and I said, in one year, I can save up enough money and I can go and I can work out everything in between. So yeah, so basically saved up did all the processes, got my visa. I'm on a tier five visa, so youth mobility, which is the typical one that everybody gets from Australia. Um, so two years I can spend here working holiday um, and made my way over. And honestly, it's been a dream come true. You know, like I moved here in July, end of July, 2019. 
Um, and the pandemic, of course, hit in, well, it really badly hit in March of 2020. So I only had about six, seven, eight months of, of proper freedom London life, which was absolutely crazy and so much fun. And I am actually quite grateful that I did get that time. A lot of people didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's just been this crazy whirlwind experience of a pandemic. And that's sort of what I'm excited to share and, and how that's all going. It's not like I cry myself to sleep every day, but it's fine. <laughs> trigger. Um, trigger. Um, and yeah, and that's me. So that was a really quick story. I know that seems like yeah. a really long time, but that's what I really want to dive into in later episodes. But yeah, enough about me though, Lauren. Take it away. I, I don't even know if I really know your story as much. <laughs> I know you so well. <laughs> Tell me about yeah. how you moved here. Well, like, I think it was for very similar reasons to you, Anna. Like, it was very, um, I think you just kind of hit a point. I think most people that move overseas, no matter where they move, kind of hit that point wherever they are from in their hometown or wherever they are in their country. But you do hit this point of just feeling stuck and you're just ready for something else and something a bit more and something bigger. And like you, I've always wanted to live overseas. I think America was always going to be like a number one for me. I like, I always had these, like, I think, cause I always wanted to work in the film industry and stuff. So I think America was always at the forefront of my mind, but like, for Australians the UK is so easy for us to move to there are so many ways that we can move here and it's just the easiest option and it's also in such a good location like for travel around Europe and you can honestly the world's your oyster when you're in the UK and you know so many people do it so it's not like it's as big of a foreign concept um so yeah I think I just hit this point it was only it was only about uh, I would say like 10 months or so after uni that I made the decision. So I was working at this engineering company and I hated it, but it was my first job out of uni and like a communications role. And I just was like, you know, next year I have all these trips I want to plan. Like I just wanted to go do all these random travel and, you know, experience the world. And I just thought, why am I just going to fly back and forth from Australia? Like there's no point. You know what? I'm just going to, I feel stuck in Brisbane. I just, there was something that was just, crawling in my mind and I was like I have to leave and I just kind of made the decision to just leave and I remember my mum's a travel agent so I I, <laughs> I called I told her on like a Monday night and then the next morning I was at work and she called me and she was like okay do you want me to book these flights from you and I hadn't even told my dad I was moving yet or that I decided to move so mum like booked my flights for me and then I get home from work and dad is just like so why are you going to tell me you're moving overseas? I didn't know I that. Like, oh, my God. I didn't so I was like, so yeah, I just kind of decided it. So it was very, it was, it was just kind of decided. But I didn't move until I made that decision in October 2017. And then I moved here in June 2018. Um, and I was originally planning to move to Manchester because I had a friend that was living there. And then I had another friend that was living in Sheffield, which is only like a 45 minute, 40 minute train or so away from Manchester. So I was going to move there because I wanted to be uh, different. <laughs> but then, like, the, the plans fell through and I ended up moving to London and it was honestly, like, the best decision I made, really. But it was just, it was that same gnawing feeling that you have and you're just like, I'm just ready to leave and I'm ready for something bigger. And it is, it's hard. Like, you, it's bloody hard. And believe me, when I first moved here, I had no idea what I was doing. You'd have nowhere to live you're trying to figure your stuff like I literally had an emotional breakdown every day for about two weeks when Mm -hmm. I first moved over Mm -hmm. here I like started 
the, my UK journey, having emotional breakdowns every single day. Like my friend Monique will vouch for me on that. And so will my mum, because I was like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah, that was kind of why I moved over here and it has been like the best experience ever. And I'm so glad that I got like a full like year and a half or more to experience it before coronavirus. Hit. Yeah. But it was definitely, yeah, it was a it was a great decision. And I'm on a five year ancestry visa. So I have a bit more time and flexibility on my side. So this June I'll be hitting three years. That's insane. Overseas, which is just insane to think about it's gone so so quickly yeah it's crazy and it's it's funny that you say it is hard because it it really is I think when you move overseas um you change as a person in the best way because you Mm. learn more lessons than you can even know exist um yeah it it is the hardest thing I've done but it's also the best thing I've ever done I wouldn't be the person I am today if I had not done this. And I think it really opens your eyes and just expands your horizons on, on the world and opens up a whole new perspective. But it is, it's a crazy, crazy experience and it's, it's bloody hard and you get homesick and you <laughs> struggle through. And one thing that I've, and we'll definitely talk about this more in more episodes, but I think what, I've learned the most about myself is just learning how to be alone because it is probably the easiest, not the easiest, but it's the best way to learn how to be by yourself and how to make decisions for yourself. And that's what I've gotten the most out of it is like, I've been alone since I moved over here. Like I've had people supporting me and I've had people that I know here, but I've had to really learn how to just figure things out with myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel, I feel like I feel more accomplished from my, like I feel more, um, feel more satisfied in my experience because I kind of look back at the last two and a half years and I'm like, I've done this all by myself. Yeah. And I'm like still standing and I've like made it through this journey. And I think that is, it's such an empowering feeling. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, you know, having the, I hate to bring up the the P word, the pandemic or the C word, whatever you want to call the it, pandemic. coronavirus. But having that on top of everything else, it has just been uh, a whirlwind experience and, you know, you you have support groups and, and you have this, but you do do it on your own. And my experience mm. is a little bit different. You know, I met someone while I've been here and we now live together and that's all amazing. But, and Lauren and I have spoken about this previously, but you still feel not lonely, but you're still alone. You have, and that is why we wanted to start this podcast because expat communities are so important these big people Mm. become your family when you come to a new country you need familiarity and you it's down to the attitude of people it's down to their lame jokes it's down to their accents it's everything that they they hold like with their morals and their values that connects you to them and One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. 
Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. I having people in your life who you can relate to about that is so special and so important. So that's why we really want to build a community here. And no matter what part of the world you are in, no matter where you're from, like you could be from America living in London, you could be from Brazil living in Canada. We all share the same struggles and we all share yeah. the same feelings about things. So we all we just want to open up the community and really dive in deep and talk about lots of different subjects on, on this podcast about living overseas. Um, so I know that we don't obviously have many listeners. It's probably just all of our friends. So hi guys, shout out. And like my, hi, my mom and my dad. Hi. Um, but if you have any questions, you know, if you are thinking about moving overseas, if you already live here or have lived overseas in the past and you want to know anything, please let us know. Um, our Instagram is at don't mock my accent. Um, and our email is don't mock my accent at gmail.com. So if you, if you have any questions, please let us know. Um, we would absolutely love to interact and just create a community and create a little family. Yeah. I'm waffling on now, but yeah, you are, but it's <laughs> good because like we know, <laughs> but it's good because like we know that we're new, but like we it's we've one thing that we've definitely taken away from our experiences over here which we'll share in obviously later episodes and as this podcast kind of develops and moves along is that it's so important to have that connection um and to build those communities around you because like you honestly just won't you don't go you will not be able to go through this journey without it so it is really important yeah love it Alright, so now time for you to get to know us a little bit more. Okay. So, Alright, yeah. Lauren, listen, Lauren. Okay. Now I'm listening, I'm listening to you, Anna. I've got a question for you. Yeah. And this question is maybe a little bit more relevant to what we're speaking about, but I, I am curious. Mm. Curious. If your hometown was a food, ooh, what would it be? Oh. That is a great one, Anna. Hmm. 
I feel like it could be multitude of things. I don't, I do hate to be stereotyped because as we said before, our hometown is Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Um, And I don't want to be really stereotypical and say in Australian food, but I'm going to have to because Brisbane is a very Aussie place. <laughs> yeah. Everyone from south, southern parts of Australia will be like, yeah, Bogans. Like, what do Bogans oh, eat? Queensland, Queensland eh? Bogans. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes. But anyway, continue. So I feel like as a Queenslander, I feel like we would be a meat pie Honestly, okay. I really <laughs> why I our beef industry is really great <laughs> <laughs> because it, you know what it is. You know what it is. It's because there is just something so homey and humble about a classic meat pie, and I feel like that's Brisbane. Like you look at it and you say. You know, it's not really, there's not much going here. There's not much going for this place. Like, what's happening? It's grown a lot, I will say. It has grown a lot. I think it's flourishing very nicely. But it is one of those places where you're like, it's just a lazy town. It's it's a big old country town that happens to be a city. But I feel like it's it's homey. Like, you look at a meat pie and you think, this there's not much to this, not much going on here. But then you bite into it. And there's so much going on and there is something so – you just feel warm inside and you're just like, mm, oh, I'm at home. That's I'm home. so nice. I'm gooey and I, it's like it's like a nice gooey feeling because it obviously is a gooey, gooey feeling. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, ever, ever heard anyone describe a meat pie as gooey, a gooey feeling. Everyone say, quote of the day, a gooey feeling, a meat pie. Filling, filling, Anna. I thought you said feeling. <laughs> Don't mock my accent, bitch. <laughs> I see how this is. But yeah, so basically, I think that overall, to summarize this whole situation, this whole conversation, my point, I feel like there's something so homey about a meat pie, and I think I get that feeling from Brisbane. Like maybe it is because it is home, but it is just you go back and you're like, you just keep going back to it because you're like, this is. This is home. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I, I thought about this and I kind of actually have a similar answer to you. Mm. Um, it has a similar vibe. Um, mm. And I was really thinking about Brisbane and, you know, Brisbane to me is interesting. I, I have a different perspective of Brisbane now that I live overseas. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I've learned about Brisbane that people say here is, oh, this is people not from Australia. Oh, uh, I've been to Brisbane. It was so boring. It was so boring. So boring. I said, why? <laughs> why? Oh, there's nothing to do. There's, there's nothing to do. And I always say to people that that's not true because Brisbane is a town, a city, should I say, it's a city, it's a capital city of culture. It's culture. You need to know, if you know someone from Brisbane and you've never been to Brisbane and they show you around, you're going to have the best time. It's all about the nightlife. It's all about the people. It's all about the good times you have, the, the food. Like that's what They don't about. call it Bris Vegas for no reason. Bris Vegas, baby. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's why I think I would choose like a chocolate molten lava cake. because it's sweet and it's nice and on the outside it doesn't look like much but once you really get into it and you open it up you've got that sweet gooey delicious chocolateness amazingness inside and 
that's exactly why. That that sums it up. That's exactly why I would say that a chocolate molten lava cake would be Brisbane. I do love how we've gone for similar answers. And it is like, I think it just proves that we're both from Brisbane because we kind of say like, it's that basic exterior, not much going for it. But then you go inside Mm. and you're like, here we go. Yeah. This is what it's about. Exactly. I think this question is such a great question. And I, we, because Lauren and I would really love to get some guests on our show, especially people who've lived overseas or are still living overseas in different countries. And I think this question is a great one. It is. So I'd love to ask that to more people. I don't know if anyone would be interested in that, but I'm going to keep it going. We'll make it a regular thing when we have a guest on, we have to ask them what their, what food their hometown would be. Yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. You do have to think about it a little mm, bit. But I love it. Just like I, I love chocolate too. molten lava cake. And just like I love a good old meat pie. All right, Lauren. So, look, this this next part, I it really gets me going. I'm not going to lie. I get confused about a lot of things in my life, but this really takes the cake when it comes to living overseas. And do you know what that is? What is it, Anna? It's all about cultural differences. Oh, cultural differences. So we want to start off this week with something quite basic and simple. Um, Lauren, do you want to share what our thought of the day, thought of the week, thought of life was for this episode? Well, the best way to, you know, episode one, Anna, the most basic thing that really infuriates me all the time and is really in the essence of don't mock my accent, and that's slang. That's the British slang. I I don't understand it. I don't. You know what? Some of it makes sense, Mm. and some of it I've picked up and say. There's one, however, that I don't think anyone that isn't British can ever add to their vocabulary to their dictionary of slang no anna mm, lauren you're right Ugh. i'm really well thank you lauren how are you this is a good one i just one. said hi <laughs> this is yeah this is a good one i i still i've been living in the uk for a year and a half now and i still answer that question all the time when a british person says hi you're right they aren't actually asking you if you're all right. Let's just firstly get that out of the way. And half the time they don't even say hi at the beginning. It's no. literally just, you're right. You're right. And I always, without further questioning, say, yeah, I'm really good, thank you. How are How you? Are you? <laughs> and their faces, their, I'm telling you, their faces just look at you like, what the fuck are you on about? Why are you asking me about how I am? It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> It's funny, in it, in it, like yeah. I can't. I remember there was this regular interaction I used to have with one of my colleagues back when we were in the office, and well, if we were walking through, like into the doors at the same time, he would always say, "Um, you're right, Lauren," and I'd be like, "Hey, Callum, how are you? How's it going?" And he'd just be like, "Oh yeah, good, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Then he would start mocking my accent. <laughs> and I'm just like, I did not ask people to do this. Excuse me. I know. I mean, I think slang and accents are such an annoying thing when you when you don't live in your home country. Um, but you're right is a really good one. I, I get asked that by my boss. Like, my boss will always be like, you're right. And I'm like, yeah, you? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. And I'm like, okay, great. And <laughs> I always end up turning in conversation that you're just not, they just don't want to have with you. Um, 
but I obviously are working in a virtual environment at the moment. Um, and more often than not, I'll come on calls and uh, I, they just love to mock the accent, don't they? They bloody Every love time, it. Oh, g'day, g'day. Or one of the guys in my work, he goes, Anna, Anna. That's what he sounds like. Anna. He sounds like a Kiwi. He goes, g'day, Anna. And I'm like, oh, my God, please stop. Not from New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, he does sound Kiwi when he does it. But it's actually so funny, though, because, like, I'm <laughs> there have been so many occasions where I've said something to my housemate and he's just, like, looked at me and just been like, what did you just say? Yes. And it's, like, some random Aussie slang that you just do not realise that is only an Australian thing and you say yeah. it out loud and you're like, Oh shit, is that an Australian thing? Yes. What? I do this all the time because obviously my boyfriend Charlie, like we live together now and throughout our relationship, I will say things because I obviously feel comfortable with him. Uh and I just have a normal conversation and he often pulls me up being like, "Who's that? Or what's that?" Um one that comes to mind that I uh find probably crosses my mind every single day is especially at work is saying the Savo for the Oh, afternoon. I say it all the time. I always forget that they don't understand. When I talk to my clients and I talk to my team, I say, yep, I'll get that across to you this afternoon. I really have to pull myself up on it. And it happens every day because they I don't understand. It. I type it a lot more than I say it out yes. loud. Like I'll literally be like, oh, yeah, can I get it to you this Savo? And I'll be like, yes. yeah. And it's like, and I'm more, I think my colleagues just get it now because I just say it all the time. <laughs> I know. But like the amount of times I'm like, oh, maybe I should write it out, but I just never do. No, <laughs> it's like it's like my number one thing. I mean, I'm sure there's so many other things that I and oh, there's so many I probably can't think of them right now, but I, I can if you really want me to. <laughs> but that one is my number one for sure. Uh, but I I actually forget I have an accent a lot of the time. Mm. Do you ever forget? Uh, yeah, I do too. I I honestly do. I think sometimes when I'm on calls with people, I. I had this weird thing. Sometimes when I get on a call with someone I've never met before and Mm. I always wonder, I'm like, I wonder if they're going to like bring up the fact that I'm Australian or they're just going to be like shook that I'm like Australian. They're going to be like, what the hell? Didn't see that coming. I don't know. Like this weird thing in the back of my mind. So sometimes I don't think about it, but then sometimes it just sits in the back of my mind and I'm like, oh, random. I I talk to a lot of clients. So I'm in a role where I I talk to a lot of accounts and things like that, people who I'm, just talking to newly people who I've talked to over email previously and, and then get on the phone to them. Um, and we'll get through a whole conversation, get through a whole meeting. I completely forget I have an accent completely. Yeah. And at the end of the meeting, they always go, where are you from? And I'm like, London. I live, I, I just live in Greenwich. And they go, no, no, honey, where are you from? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's well with you, Anna. I think it's well with you with your accent. Like, I think because you live with your boyfriend mm-hmm. and he's British, I think you, like, you definitely still have your Aussie accent, but you have a lot more of a British twang than mm. most Aussies that are over here. And I think that's just because you live with, like, Charlie. So you have this regular, like, in your daily life where, like, I live with Brits, but at the same time I'm, like, surrounded by Aussies. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> Whenever I hang out with Aussies, it comes back. But it's true. I, like... If I haven't hung out with Aussies for a while, your accent dies down a little bit. And, a little and, bit. And it does just in general if you if you move to the UK. Um, it's your infliction. That's what it, mm. like, that's what mine is as well. Like, if I catch myself doing it all the time. Like, I remember when I first went back to Australia and I got into, we were on King Street 
yeah um communicantina whatever it is with the giant margaritas and we my friends and I were getting into a uber and I turned to them and I was like oh so we're going to the Vic and like my friend my best friend like turned around she was like what did you just say and I was like what she was like you said so freaking British just then you just shut that down and I was like I'm Sorry. It sounds so gross, doesn't it? I remember when I moved here, my one of my best friends, Amy, um, she and I would always have a joke and she always said, like, don't you dare change your accent. And I'm like, no, well, I'm obviously not going to. That's so gross. But then I pull myself up saying things all the time and I'm just like, I hate myself. I hate myself. I said in it the other day, like three times in one day, and I was like, why? So why? true. But it's because obviously Charlie and his family, they're they're from Essex, so and like northeast London. So their accent, they have like quite a Cockney accent. And mm. of course, that's the, that's where our accent derives from. So I find it very easy, especially when I'm staying there, to fall into that. It's lazy Australian. It is. That's what it, it is. It is lazy I, Australian. I yeah. Think if I'm correct, our Australian accents came from like drunken Cockney people because they were the people coming over and colonizing. They Australia. were the convicts. <laughs> they were the convicts. So. I find it so much easier. I struggle to do posh accents. I struggle to oh. do northern northern accents, all these accents. But the Essex accent and, like, that East London accent is very easy to fall into. I don't know if you find that, but, uh, yeah. yeah. I do agree. I feel like I have, like, my um, northern accent has kind of improved a little bit. Mm. I'm not going to say it now because it's just going to be, like, shambles. <laughs> but I feel like there are some things that you say in a northern accent that just like roll off the tongue. Yeah. Like it's like that Harry it's like that no there was a Twilight TikTok that I sent you oh, months yes. ago. And it was this it was like Twilight, but make it a gay guy from Yorkshire. <laughs> and it was just like say yeah. Say yeah. Out loud. Out loud. Say yeah. A vampire, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and now that's like part of my everyday vocabulary that I'm just like, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I know. You do pick it up. Um, so, yeah, I think the accent thing, the slang thing, I think we all mock each other and oh. and I think it's great. And I'll never stop mocking the English accent. No. Ever. But that's why we named our podcast Don't Mock My Accent because it's something that we so purely, like, we experience on a daily basis is people mocking out Australian accents because they are so like because apparently we're ridiculous. aliens we're yeah, aliens, apparently we're aliens from another no world ever heard of an Australian accent before so we get it mocked to us all the time but then we mock other people's accents so much Sorry, so man. I think that's it's like a nice little full circle thing for everyone love it all cultures we all experience it love it love to hate it love to hate it So that is it for episode one. We hope you like it. I mean, it might have been a little bit chaotic, but we made it. <laughs> we, we made, made it. To the end. We actually did it. I mean, some people actually don't even that. get this far. So I know that's very true. We actually did it. We planned it and we did it. So um, we'll be back again next week. Um, still working things out, but thank you so much for tuning in. Again, please follow us on socials and do reach out to us with any questions you have. Our Instagram is at don't mock my accent. Um, and yeah, do get in touch. Like, like we said, we want to build a community. So please reach out. Love you all. We love See you, you next week. See you next week. Uh, bye. <laughs>
Bye. <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business. Removing friction and frustration for your employees. Supercharging productivity for your developers providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.